my body was never prepared for the emergence of Wendell Moore. You know, like I'm not I'm not built for this. <laughs> Sounds like you gave birth to him. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> All natural, no C-section. Well, this season has been full of surprises. Welcome to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Neer, alongside uh, Vegas Mike Jaffe. And Taylor Pilkington is our third installment of the young season. And we're going to be straight to the point. We're going to get to the ACC Big Ten Challenge and preview every single matchup. We already have one and a half in the rear view as we speak. But before we do that, gentlemen, uh, I could not go on. I couldn't just hop right into these lines because we have to give homage to Duke and Gonzaga, the best basketball game to date on the young season. I think that could last into maybe January or beyond. It was phenomenal both ways. There were trees. There were dunks. There were big men. There were runs. I, I don't even know where to begin, but Duke certainly surprised me. I had a truck on uh, the Zags at seven, and then I immediately was regretting that decision come halftime or actually even before that point. And then, you know, there's just nothing you could do in the second half. I, I could not believe that Duke stayed with them from a pace standpoint. I mentioned that I thought that they were lumbery earlier on in the season, but that was certainly not the case against Gonzaga. I, I got to tip the cap to the now number one ranked Duke Blue Devils. Taylor, why don't you start with some reflections? I mean, I think the big storyline and I, that I buy into is they kind of won two different ways. The first half was all Bancaro. You know, he did his whole like, I'm going to shoot threes at home grin. Yeah. And then he went out with cramps, which Duke, I don't know, get some Gatorade or get some whatever noon tablets. That's what I use. We are not sponsored by them, but that's good. Uh, something, I don't know, because he always seems to go out with cramps, but they still, you know, they kind of went down. But then Mark Williams, what a good love Mark Williams. Now, right. even with Trevor Keels kind of not having that, that game that he had before. Yeah, my stock is Wendell feeling Moore. pretty good. My Mark Williams stock is rising significantly after that game. It took oh, yeah. a little bit of a hit. When they played Campbell and he didn't play in the second half, but it's back to where I expected it to be. Right. Williams, who's averaging 10, a, 10 minutes a game or something before this comes out. And what? I don't think he missed a shot. And the, the, I, the last shot I saw him take, I think, was that three-pointer. <laughs> I think Kay at that point was like, ah, Mark, hey, calm, calm down, my man. Like, maybe maybe you don't need to see the ball as much. I think uh, Banchero, though, only had, what, one point in the second half there, right? Yeah, Didn't he definitely. get 20 in the first and one in the second? Um, so, hey, but still, one one last point about Duke. I mean, every time Joey Baker touches the floor or touches the ball, I say, isn't there someone else? Yeah. Isn't there another option? Well, the bank <laughs> shot, mean, you should have seen my expression as a uh, Gonzaga backer with the banked in Joey Baker three. Uh, uh, yeah. It got my me up goodness, off the couch, yeah. and it's, I started to <laughs> shake my fist, and I almost turned over a table. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, good for him. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, good but uh, when the war came on in the second half, uh, I still don't think Roach is very good. And Trevor Keels was really bad offensively, but he did uh, guard pretty well and um, rebounded at an efficient pace. But I was um, really impressed by Duke's defense. They got Timmy in foul trouble. And even when Timmy was on the floor, man, he seemed off trying to go against the tree that is Mark Williams. And I thought that was significant. Holmgren was very good, despite missing those three threes or however many he took. And I think the guard play really doomed Gonzaga. I was higher on Nimhard, and you know he didn't really show up all that much. And uh, Bolton was great in the first half, but they didn't really play him or go to him in the second half. That was a little perplexing to me. But bottom line, our takeaway is, yeah, Duke's the right choice to win the league this year. 
I feel confident in that preseason selection. And they're a Final Four team, right? Yeah, I mean, uh. I was Mike and I were watching the game together, and he turned to me at some point in this game and just was like, um, so is anybody going to beat Duke in the ACC this year? Yeah, I think, can we just like where they sleepwalk? Can we just happens. say they'll have a couple nights where they sleepwalk, but the, you cannot underestimate the venom and the anger and the wrath that is involved in the Shashevsky curtain call tour. I mean, he coached a phenomenal <laughs> game. I got to get the devil is due. Yes. He's one of the meanest, uh, men in the entire world. If I'm quoting Sandlot when they were talking about what the, uh, the blind black guy, you know, back in the um, behind, you know what I'm talking about? Debo? Yes, Debo? I don't. I don't know his name, but he owned the beast. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, Darth Vader. Uh, why why am beast. I blanking on this? This is terrible. Yes, James oh, um, James Earl Jones. Thank you. Yes. yes, that's who I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. um, that's enough on that game. Let's get to the ACC Big Ten Challenge because what's our motto, Mike? As always. Don't tell me what happened. What's next? Baby. What's <laughs> next? <laughs> oh, man. So, so much ahead. I mean, well, the first game, we actually missed the first uh, game of tip-off here, which surprisingly was very exciting. I was watching the first half, and I was like, You oh, were laughing man, your Luke little head gonna... off. I know you were. I was. I was, th I was having a great time. I was like, there's no way Luke is going to want to record tonight. He's going to bail. There's no way. And I tell you, UVA had a heck of a comeback to make it close before losing uh, by one to Iowa. What'd you see? I mean, just coming off the broadcast, and I mean, what what'd you see in the game that uh, caught your eye? You know, this Virginia team is really going to struggle against offensively skilled and talented squads like Iowa because what did our good friend Ken tell us years ago? Good offense always trumps good defense. It was horrendous defense mm -hmm. in the first half by Virginia, so you can't really make that comparison, but. I still think they're going to struggle to keep up with some of these teams. And the 20-point the deficit, yeah, it got erased um, by Tane Murray being a spark off the bench, but I don't think they're going to have that very often. So, yeah, I, I wish right. I could be Mr. Hype Man for the Wahoo listeners, but I'm not there yet. You just got to keep storing up equity for the future and uh, whoever's going to join <laughs> the quartet, as I call them, in 2022. That's all I have to say. Not, nothing else. Why would they not just give – Cody Statman's minutes going forward entirely to Tane Murray. I mean, there was one time in That's the first half question. where like Keegan Murray, number one scorer in the NCAA, more minutes than points, that sort of thing, was being guarded by uh, Statman. And I was like, oh, no, this oh, is yeah, just... Oh, yeah, he took him in the paint. <laughs> well, he also, yeah. he also schooled Murray a couple times as well, so we can't... Yeah, uh, but then, you know, I, I'm kind of joking but not joking about that tane murray just replacing him because uh he looks pretty good you know who knows but i love that tony bennett in his post-game press conference said something like he's that kiwi fire jack salt would be proud i love tough. the idea that 20 years from now people are still going to be hanging on to jack salt as the new zealand totem two words of to basketball he said he's tough Tony Bennett is having the time of his life right now with this team. That's one of the underrated uh, storylines of the season, even though they have three losses and we're not even in December. Okay, let's go on to, well, in the background, Vegas Mike is, hasn't said very much because his beloved Notre Dame Fighting Irish are currently on the floor in right. Champaign against Illinois. So you, you might not get a lot of good Mike takes because he's just going to be distracted. But let's go to uh, yeah. 
The Big Ten. I mean, I'm on. Let me let me put let me put it this way. I'm on money line Notre Dame must win game for Mike Bray. If he loses this, he's out as coach, in my opinion, and rightfully so. They're one in four against the number oh, so far this goodness. year. After I after I swore up and down that they would be your your league champion against the number. Well, um, Notre Dame has been awful this year, just absolutely awful. Yeah, they couldn't beat my Gales. Um, How about that? And also. <laughs> What if you not bet on Notre Dame money line when they've been an underdog? Has there been an instance in the last two years or ever since this class came in, this uh, the golden class, which uh, still hasn't made an NCAA right. tournament? You're right. If you if you're getting a uh, plus points from Notre Dame six or more, you got to just go money line. There's no way they're going to cover, and one out of every three times they're going to win the game. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a bad match. It's a bad matchup, obviously against Illinois. But dude, I I like them in this, so we'll see. I don't want to jinx it before the game's over. Okay, let's Plus get my listeners won't get the benefit of it anyway. How Mike about- is the shadow fifth member of the Golden Class, the Notre Dame Golden Class of whatever that year was twenty twenty something. I don't know. Okay, yeah, eighteen yeah, whatever twenty eighteen the before times. All right, <laughs> right DJs, let's get on to Tuesday, and we have. First on the list in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I still call it the ACC Big Ten Challenge, not the Big Ten ACC Challenge, because A, we're biased on this podcast, even though we are the weaker conference. But let's not act like the Big Ten is anything that's out of the ordinary, right. besides from Purdue. Right. Like, let's face it, I mean, okay? Settle down, everybody yeah, out they're there. Not, they've had a terrible start to the yeah. year in the Big Ten. I know, they're awful. Very bad. And you know what? The ACC won the first 10 of these challenges, all right? So put some respect on it. Yeah, but name. ACC it's first. 12... Yeah, it's still twelve and seven overall. I'm not flipping it until the ACC is at least you know losing in that regard. My goodness. Okay. Um, Speaking but, of, yeah, tr- no, we start start with a whale of a matchup, right? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, it is because I have another truck on this game. I'm backing it up. I've had three trucks this year. The first one hit Purdue against Carolina, and for some reason, you guys who never text or do anything just started chirping like crazy, as if you were wearing. Carolina blue panties or something, <laughs> Mike especially. Even though you know I had, a, I had a truck on Purdue, thankfully Purdue was able to cover that game. And then I backed it up against Gonzaga, which did not go well. So I'm going to back up another one on Minnesota because Pitt fading Pitt has been just uh, an incredible financial venture thus far. I don't know if you guys have joined in. It's like the carcass is on the court. And you just got to carve it up. And Minnesota minus three. Who cares about the venue? It's a petting zoo. There's no. There's not going to be anybody there cheering on Capel. The team has already quit on this coach. And um, I, what am I missing here? No, I agree. I mean, except that Minnesota is the you know Pitt version of the Big Ten, but nothing is, is as bad as Pitt is this year. I mean, they're two and four. I mean, they're the only team in the ACC with the losing record. I, they're not going to, I think they're going to be bottom 250 in Ken Palm this year. They're right now, I think around 200. There's just no way they, they're not going to win any more basketball games, maybe for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah. Take, take Minnesota here. Three points is not enough. Uh, I mean, Jamison battle has been awesome uh, for Minnesota so far this year. And, and so is Eric Curry. I mean, I, anyways, there's no reason to take Pittsburgh. They're, they're not a good basketball team. Yes, indeed. We don't need to break down X's and O's with Pitt because I really don't know what's going on on the court. I don't know what sets they're calling. I don't even know what they're doing defensively. They're just sort of running around like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. Anyway, Taylor, you had to pick to uh, finish out the dreaded uh, sweep when it comes to a consensus. Oh, yeah. I mean, give me Minnesota all day. I mean, Pitt to lose (laughs) should should issue its own crypto. Something like that. It would be the best e-coin out there. 
Oh, cable, man, cable coin. Poop coin. It only goes down. <laughs> yeah, it only goes down. <laughs> you can I, only short it. <laughs> I feel bad for them, kind of. I mean, I feel bad Why? now, especially Why? now. Why would, but, you, why would you feel bad? I mean, it's uh, for be the tough fans to because they've had Stallings game. and then Cable. That's a pretty bad run of coaches. But anyway, let's go on to Indiana and Syracuse. Man, Syracuse has been a roller coaster ride this far, haven't they? Uh, I texted no you guys when I saw the Joe Girard heat check game going on, but they ended up losing to Colgate. They gave up 100 points to Colgate, right? Wasn't that correct? Yeah. yeah. Which yes. is just unfathomable. That is Say it one more time just for a fact. They, they gave, gave up 100, 100 points, points to Colgate. To Colgate. Well, Colgate yeah. was a tournament team last year. I mean, that's a solid oh, yeah. program. Yeah. They have a good coach. They run good stuff, and they know how to decapitate a zone, so good for them. But um, Syracuse mm-hmm. at the Dome – it doesn't really matter where they play anymore. And they just got rocked by um, the Kesslers and Auburn, who is a team which is really a roller coaster ride to watch. I mean, talk yeah. about street ball, guys flying everywhere. They play hard as anybody in the country, but gosh, they just do stupid stuff and they're undisciplined and they're just, they're just bodies flying around uh, for better or for worse <laughs> when it comes to Auburn. But Indiana, you know, might have uh, the sneakiest, best offense in the entire country. Prove me wrong. Oh, really? They turn the ball over so much, so they don't really have any guard play, do they? Well, I mean, they're I mean, kind they're, of they're they're anchored really by, well. by one Xavier Johnson, and I've watched a lot of Xavier Johnson, the pit transfer. I, yeah. I don't love it. Okay, well, I didn't mean the uh, the best offense. I'm saying what are the sneakiest offenses out there with uh, okay. TJD. You know, and this is a perfect game for him because he's just going to sit in the middle of that zone, and then he's going to get a runway. I don't know what they're going to do. Where right. do they – do they collapse and then he'll just kick out the shooters and they just have to tee it up from the dome and hope that the sight lines don't affect uh, what should be a heyday. I'm taking Indiana on this one. I don't think it's a home court advantage for Syracuse. Yeah, they're going to be able to score right back at them, but they're going to be a sieve defensively. And all it takes is Buddy or Gerard to be off, one of those two, and they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – Syracuse is a is a boat race team now. They just want to outscore you, which like the the a Bayheim, boat race. Yeah, that's what I I'm coining that term. They're a boat race like, team. They a, want a boat like race. A, team. I like, no, you're yeah, not coining okay, that term. Like it's that. it's a common term. Yeah, yeah it's okay. a common term. Well, I, I think Bay. If you had told Bayheim that like five ten years ago, he would have slapped you. But now it's like <laughs> it's just who they are. And yeah, I think you know Jackson Davis could go nuts in this game. I will say Xavier Johnson uh, had good games against Syracuse last year at Pitt. He scored 23 points in one. They won both. So little of that magic. I'm taking Indiana here. That's my pick. Oh, man. You're gonna one do point it, favorites. Indiana one point it. favorites. We just go the other talk way. About the line you really one. want to. Uh, oh, gosh. Just, yeah, I mean, Indiana is the right pick, but I can't go with you guys again. Like these these consensuses are too much. I mean, you know what? I'll say that Bayheim and Gerard, they stretch Indiana out. They don't allow that that Indiana defense. You said their offense is sneaky good. That Indiana defense has been top 20 this year and is the best defensive uh, two-point contesting team. I still think that they they stretch them out on defense as Syracuse. I think they rebound the basketball better. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll go with Syracuse to score more than Indiana here. I think – I don't know. I don't – Give me, give me Syracuse. Give me Syracuse, but not obviously very confidently. I had a whole write-up about why Indiana was better, and I, I just can't go through it now. But no, you yeah, know what? let's go Syracuse. It's not necessary. I mean, I, 
I think frequent listeners of this podcast would know most of our picks are just based on what the other people on the podcast picked so that we can pick opposite <laughs> them. Well, I'm in a for no reason other than that. I'm really in a bad spot for our next game, which is Clemson uh, giving a point and a half at the rack. Shout out to um, mm. my main man, Gus Kearns, up there. Good right. friend of the program of the Screen the Screener podcast. But um, Rutgers hosting. I've watched a little bit of Rutgers this year. They are not a good basketball team. I don't want to pick three road teams, but I also can't pick three Big Ten teams, right? Rock and a hard place. I love mm. P.J. Hall. I think he has been a revelation for Clemson. They've never had a player like this who's a pick-and-pop four type of a, a guy who can stretch it and provide some room for some of the guards. Well, when's the last time right. Clemson had a weapon like this? And that's exactly what Brownell needs. So he can just sort of roll the ball out on offense, do simple pick-and-pop type of actions for P.J. Hall or get him rolling to the rim or actually even get him at the foul stripe. Um, and then he could just focus on defense, which is <laughs> like his dream scenario. He's never had anybody like this. And it, you can't even go right. back last year because uh, that wasn't the scenario. You didn't have anybody who could stretch it. Right. Yeah, I mean, this was a, this was an awesome matchup last year in the NCAA tournament. Um you know, I, I loved watching this game. I think it was a one point line even back then. Um, just like total rock fight of a game. You know, you just expected it first one to 60 would win. And that's what happened. Rutgers actually ended up winning 60 to 56 last year. But, you know, Rutgers lost a lot this past year. I mean, Geo Baker was an absolute stud for them yeah. getting buckets when they needed from the guard position. They don't have him this year. And obviously losing Miles Johnson as a transfer to UCLA um, you know, is, is hurt them in the interior defense. And, you know, I like, I like Clemson here as well. I mean, Nick honor has been awesome this year. Cause he has I mean, room 50 per, he didn't have room with Amir Sims. Sims was, uh, I mean, he was a great player, but they were so reliant on him and he was taking up a lot of room. Now right. Nick Honor's just enjoying the space. Yeah. And I like Hunter Tyson as kind of a glue guy. I mean, gosh, these, these Brown L teams are always good despite what I want them to be, you know, like you can see they struggle to beat like the top flight teams, like the, the Bonnies and the West Virginias. Right. I, and I say top flight, the top flight of like Clemson's. They're ceiling, also always you know? good in November and December Taylor. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was actually kind of impressed by that St. Bonaventure game, despite the fact that after Clemson got up, they gave up, you know, a, a pretty big comeback from the Bonnies. But I mean, they St. Bonaventure had to like shoot, unconscious to, to make that happen and Rutgers is not a very good shooting team I think the Clemson defense is gonna make them even worse and then I like PJ Hall you know Alamir Dawes to kind of score some points and I'll take Clemson too to make it a sweep which means they're guaranteed to lose Oh man, dude! Yeah. I got, I'm man, so we, sick of agreeing. We like each other in these games, son. Huh? These are just the easy. <laughs> These are just easy. Oh, let's get Clemson is my lock of the of the tournament. Oh wow! Now. First day or, or the entire yeah. challenge? No, the entire challenge. Oh wow! The entire challenge. That's, well, wow. that's an easy pick for me. Clemson has been or Rutgers has been awful this year. Yeah, just awful. Did nothing good. They, they scored forty at one point earlier this year, didn't they? I mean, yeah. That was... Okay, we're going to Mackey. Purdue eleven point favorites against Florida State. I just don't mm. think it's enough. That is the best home court in all of college basketball in my estimation right here in 2021 it has been for the last couple of years and i just for the first time ever i don't think florida state has the size to deal with Edie and travion 
And also, if we look back at uh, the Carolina game, Edie was really bad in that matchup, and they still found a way to win by nine, right? And that took uh, Caleb Love and one with about a second left to get it to nine. And Carolina played one of its best games, I think, all season long. They still weren't close. I'm laying the points. I'll take Purdue in this one. Florida State, gosh, they've just been so inconsistent. They'll turn around and have to – what was the game they, they needed about uh, two – Buckets within the final minute to beat somebody. You're talking about the B, the BU game is that what you mean? The, yeah. Or maybe Tulane? I think you're maybe talking about Tulane. No, I'm thinking about BU um, because guess who had Florida State on the live line against BU, <laughs> and I had it at one and a half for Florida State, and they won by one in overtime. So I mean, Florida State hasn't beaten anybody this year, really, and they've struggled to, for all the wins that they've had. I mean, they're. They're probably the weakest five and one team, you know, in the ACC for and they sure. They just do dumb stuff um, all the time. Yeah, they do dumb it's things. Just, it's just I can't believe I'm holding an over a, ticket for Florida State. But I mean, they, look, they won the Fort Myers. You're talking about your Fort Myers Challenge champion, Florida State mm. uh, Seminoles, Malik Osborne. I believe maybe the MVP of that tournament. Well, we as knew he well, was gonna- but. I said he was the guy for Florida State. I mean, there's generally not a guy, but if there was one, it's Osborne this year. Forget about yeah. Polite. It's it, not him. He should stop trying to right. be. Him. He should stop pretending to be. And also, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Stan is in early retirement, but some of the substitutions and some of the stuff they're running just doesn't make any sense. And we know Leonard's not really in charge of that, but anyway. Mm. And it's just Purdue. a poor rebounding team. Poor yeah, I was going to say, they got dominated by Colin Castleton in that Florida game. If they think that's bad, like, Purdue might have 100 offensive rebounds this game. And <laughs> they, Purdue is actually playing at a faster pace than Florida State this year. I know. Which is a very, like, un-Florida oh, State thing. Um, and Sasha just, can get the shot off from anywhere on the court. Anywhere. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Who's in his face, so... I like I like Florida State though. Still, give me their give me their size. I mean, I know they're not big, as in like they can contest with uh, Williams and Edie, but I still like them overall. I still like their size overall. I think it does enough to bother the perimeter of Purdue, which is where they've been making. That's why they're ranked number two in the country is because of guys like Ivy and Stefanovic. I think they do enough to disrupt the scoring of those guys and the penetrations of guys like Hunter um, and Thompson. You know, I. I think they do enough to bother the guards that, yeah, they're going to lose by six to eight, but it's all going to be off offensive rebounds by Edie and Williams. You don't think Matt Painter is right now telling us, guys, you beat Villanova, and now look, the the committee put Duke ahead of you. Uh, no respect. It's us against the world. We better <laughs> we better beat Florida State by I think one million. Worth at least six points. Um, I'm on Purdue. Taylor, who are you on? Purdue. Northwestern is a lot, but at Purdue. Wake Forest, the DBD kids are one-point favorites. This was one of the most startling developments from the college basketball wagering community this past week was how everybody decided to hop on Wake Forest against LSU. And I thought to myself, right. what am I missing here? I love this LSU team. I was tweeting it out to you guys, um, I think, when they played Belmont, and they smacked Belmont by about right. 30 or 40. And everybody, yep. you know, I should have trusted so. myself. I, I just love my friends in the in the wagering community when it comes to college basketball so much. And everybody was on Wake, and so I, I stayed away from it. But like, it's Wake Forest. Now forget it. <laughs> I know they have Bodie, <laughs> but they're still Wake Forest. Give me Northwestern. Uh, I mean, they they got point. it all the way down to like a one point line, didn't they? Yeah, they're favorite. 
Northwestern. They were a favorite. Well, against LSU. Uh, yeah, yeah, not a, yeah against it was, LSU. It was about a two point lad, I think. It was really close, or three. I don't know. It was yeah, ridiculous. I, I, that's absurd. That's absurd. It off. is still Wake Forest. I mean, pump your brakes, you know. <laughs> Oregon <laughs> State. Oregon State has been awful this year. The worst team in the Pac-12. Now they're just. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love those Pac-12 guys last tournament. year. But... It isn't it kind of yeah. sad watching Alatiche and um, Lucas out there. I, I'm just waiting for the yeah, Pac-12 tournament. Is. They they need that to get back in. Okay, Taylor. Right. I I think you're siding with the DVD kids, but prove me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going with Wake based on no insight other than <laughs> I'm rooting for them. <laughs> Stay on brand, my man. Jeffy. Stay on brand, man. I love that. I mean, I like, I, I like what Northwestern's doing so far this year. I, I will, I'll take them to, to uh, beat the demon Deacons, even though they're, they're in the midst of a resurgence down at, uh, Wherever they play, <laughs> you know, no, no, they're, the Lawrence they're the midst of Memorial Coliseum. That's what you're looking for. That was the correct answer. Okay, yes, on to, thank you, thank you. Um, Always playing. I think either the trappiest or the juiciest line besides from Minnesota and Pitt, which is maybe free cash, but Duke three and a half against Ohio State. Here's another one. What am I missing? And you know, when it comes to lines, which may be quote unquote traps, and a lot of people don't believe in traps, but and. I don't know. You know, this might be a Venetian game for Mike. Duke coming off the big win against Gonzaga. Ohio State, they've been solid. They've been okay. That game against Seton Hall looked better at the time, and now maybe not so much. What my question is concerning Ohio State is, if Liddell is your primary man, and the Duke bigs could neutralize both Holmgren and Timmy at the same time, what is Liddell going to do when he has the tree that is known as Mark Williams right in his way? Or maybe Bancaro taking some time on him. I, I just don't like the matchup if that's your fulcrum for Ohio State. I think he can get into foul trouble just like Timmy did against Duke, which will be a huge problem for Ohio State. And Duke proved that they can guard the perimeter better than I expected against Gonzaga. I, I would lay those three and a half points. And also, just don't forget about um, the man of the year, um, the the college basketball magazine man of the year, the evil that resides in his heart. And I'm talking about the Shashesky curtain call, farewell revenge, <laughs> evil tour. Just don't underestimate. You know what? A young gambler, back when I was about, I don't know, probably 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, uh, I was watching a game with him, and I asked, who, who do you have? Who's your side here? And he said to me, I only bet on evil teams because evil always wins. <laughs> and I wow. said, there's, there's some truth to that. Evil doesn't always cover. That's when it really gets bad, when evil wins but doesn't cover. So I'm going to go under that motto, Duke minus three and a half, um, and also for all the uh, on-court X's and O's that I briefly brushed over. Next. You oh, guys. man, we need to pause recording so I can write down everything you just said for the last 10 minutes because that, ge- that was pure gold. And – the you saying the evil that lives in his heart about <laughs> Coach K is my favorite moment so far. <laughs> oh God, that's so great. Um, I also will give up the points and take Duke here too, just because I love EJ Liddell. I mean, I think watching the Ohio State game where they lost to Florida, it just I felt so sad for him that he didn't have better people around him because. 
we talk a lot about the straw that stirs the drink and EJ Liddell is the drink for Ohio state. And if they just had like <laughs> one more dude on his level, um, I think he's going to get his, he'll get some points, whatever, but Ohio state just doesn't have enough. And yeah, three and a half. It, I'll take Duke. Oh man. You guys are so fools, fools. I mean, you guys, the answer is right in front of you. I'm telling you, Luke, as you say, evil wins, but it doesn't cover. Mm. And you talk about coach K and let me tell you, Holtman is going to out coach the shit out of coach K. I mean, coach K isn't going to stand a chance in this game. I like Holtman, one of the most underrated coaches in the NCAA. I know, but he's going up against the best tactician in all of college basketball, maybe in history. Mm. Mm, mm. with evil in his heart um (laughs) (laughs) and you know what one of the things that ohio state has actually that does match up really well with with duke is uh is depth actually you know i think duke their strength this year i think is that they have a really solid eight-man rotation maybe even nine-man rotation and i think that ohio state actually has great depth as well and should be able to keep up with duke so I don't. I like them to hold their hold their ground here. I like them to cover against Duke and maybe even win. Mm-hmm. All right, we're on to the next day, Wednesday. We're gonna have to go a little bit faster on this because I gotta go back and watch St. Mary's after dark. We're recording this on a Monday <laughs> night. Louisville, who has uh, come back to life. All it took was a tropical holiday tournament, and they are back. I took them against Maryland. It was a little bit of a sweat, but they came through in the end, and they just mashed Mississippi State down in whatever mm-hmm. that ballroom warehouse of a gym was. It was like the poor man's Atlantis. It was in the Bahamas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris they won Mack. that tournament. Yeah, that was. It was the. You mean the Emerald Classic? I believe. Was it? Are you sure? Nassau, yeah, Bahamas. I think it's- okay, yeah. Yeah. Taylor's right. They're playing Michigan State. Um. This is a stay-away game for me. I know the Mac attack is back. Uh, I think it's a decent matchup for Louisville because they're so physical. Samuel Williams has, has actually mm-hmm. found his game. I didn't think that was going to happen for the rest of his career, but he is back. He's hitting little runners in the lane. If they could just pick up their shooting a little bit and Malik Williams in the interior can stay out of foul trouble, I, I think they, they can really combat Michigan State who has been sloppy at times. Uh, they struggle sometimes uh, with their turnovers early on. I, You know, gut reaction, I'm going to go Louisville and the points. Um, they keep it close and maybe lose uh, by a possession or two, but um, give me the six. Yeah, we should say Louisville plus six, and I'm definitely yeah. picking Louisville plus six. Uh, Malik Williams starting to show signs of life, which is good because coming off injuries in the first couple games, he looked just like, completely lost for at times. Um, but yeah, I, I think they looked really good in the past couple games. And with Chris Mack being back, I, I think, you know, they're microwaving it. They're going to microwave themselves right to a second place ACC finish. Yeah, they uh, they definitely have a great starting five. And Michigan State is maybe the most confusing team in yeah, college I don't understand them to me. I don't understand. I like. I'm. I'm so convinced to be able to like come in here and be like, Tom Izzo is washed up. Never bet on Michigan State, and then you know be, they lose. Their only losses are to Kansas and Baylor, two phenomenal top teams. four teams. Yeah, final, final four, four teams. teams. Yeah, but two 
two great wins against Loyola and UConn. I mean, I love both those teams this year there. Um, so I, I don't, I would never bet on this game, but I would, I would lean towards taking Michigan state. They Louisville's more in that tier of the teams that Michigan state seems like they can handle. Uh, I think they're just going to be on a team. They're going to be on the edge of the top 10 all year and looking in. So, okay. I, I, it's I, like, be- I like them. It's going to be a really fun, like crazy game to watch because both teams play very fast and both teams turn the ball over a lot. So there's going to be a lot of like weird back and forth possessions. It's going to be great. All right, we're on to the next game. I, I don't want to say anything about this. So I'm going to let you guys have the floor. I'm going to flip, flip a coin while I'm listening to you. Nebraska at NC State, the Wolfpack. Yeah, giving Ugh. seven. So seven point favorites for NC State. Ugh. I'm not going to watch a minute of the, this Ugh. game. But Taylor, why don't you go ahead and, and give your spiel? Give your pitch. Yeah, yeah. give your give your uh, NC State pitch. I can't believe they're seven point favorites. That's ridiculous. But <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a actually, long time. When you said that, Luke, I was like, "Wait, did I write it down wrong?" Because I could swear they were plus seven, and I was so excited. Like this is. This is it. Oh, that would have been great at uh, home at PNC. Yeah. I I don't pretend to be a Nebraska expert here, um, but at least uh, the NC worst State, team. But Nebraska tries to play fast, and so I think that's going to play into NC State's hands. And despite having no many baits, which is so unfair, still I'm going uh, to yeah, I know. Pour some out. Be man. upset about it every day. It's yeah. Rough. Um, I I NC State has like managed to limit turnovers really well so far this year, and so I just based on that and the tempo, I'll grudgingly give up seven points and take NC State. I'm on NC State just because they covered in the challenge. They were like the the one shining moment a couple years ago in the challenge when the Big Ten just beat down the conference. So in honor of that, I think this mm-hmm. is when they get really hyped and uh, um, they feel like they're winning one for the giver. But um, uh, I'll take the Wolfpack, but I, I would never have action on this game ever. Mike? Yeah, no, this is one I'm actually happy to make a consensus. Perfect game for NC State to shine like a beacon of freedom. Go Wolfpack. <laughs> All right. Virginia Tech is wow. traveling to Maryland. And Maryland, the fade Maryland operation has been going well for a lot of us out there. And um, I'd like to continue it in this game, even though Virginia Tech couldn't beat, what, the Xavier team who had how many starters out? Three, yeah. four starters yeah. out? Barely yeah. Bad start team, for yeah. Virginia Tech. They, yeah, they, they don't have a good win. They, they don't seem as if they're built to beat good teams. They're just uh, going to rough up on... Uh, the lesser tier teams, which is the majority of the ACC. So I still like them to finish uh, in the top four. Maybe they they sneak out to number five. I think Louisville actually is better than them. I was wrong about that, even though it still has to play out. But they're better than Maryland, and they can outshoot Maryland. So they'll have a little bit of a problem in the interior for we're tracking. Like if Illuma gets in foul trouble, that that's just a huge issue for Virginia Tech. And that's all I'm yeah. seeing in this game. And when it comes to Maryland, gosh, if they looked rough thus far. Right? Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, they just watching this Maryland team. Yeah, so so many transfers. They just don't look like they're. Reese is the uh, only guy I kind of like in on this team, and you know he's he's been fine, but he can't shoot. Wahab is uh, I don't know, pretty good in the interior, but geez, uh, give me uh, three point shooting, Taylor. Yeah, I mean it's been tough watching Virginia Tech. Uh, That Memphis game just broke them emotionally and spiritually. I mean, they are a more skilled team than Memphis, but Memphis was just so much bigger and more athletic. They bullied Virginia Tech across that entire game. And uh, Virginia Tech would get open looks and be scared and pass them up. Like great shooters would pass them up or miss shots and just be scared to get into the lane. Um, which was tough to see. And I think it influenced them in Xavier too. They were still scared shook for that game. 
But I'm going to take them against Maryland. Just I, I still really like this team. Uh, too many shooters, too many threats. And the Maryland guards are pretty small, and they're the people who get to the line. So I'm hoping Aluma doesn't get in foul trouble. Fats Russell versus Storm Mercy is going to be a great oh point guard matchup to work to watch. Oh I'm very goodness. excited. Former, is it Taylor? It's going to be exciting. Former mid major uh, <laughs> monsters going at it. Hey, is it isn't Fats Russell like your favorite person? Oh, he's been oh. forever. Oh, it is. I mean, it is. So you're going to take Virginia Tech. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm taking I Virginia Tech. Yes, yes. Oh, Plus my gosh. Mar- Maryland is going to destroy Virginia Tech, and it's for that one reason that you just noted. The collapse of Storm Murphy is the collapse of Virginia Tech. You know, Virginia Tech thought they had a starting point guard, and I thought they had a starting point guard. Saw him play against Navy. You know, when he was playing against his other lower major brethren, he was shining. Again, like a beacon of freedom. Um, and then they played Memphis, and oh my, oh, oh yeah. my, Storm Storm almost left the court a couple times. And then they played Xavier, just when you thought it couldn't get worse. You played 20 minutes against Xavier. Somehow, this is the first time I've ever seen this, posted a zero offensive rating on Ken Palm. Just, you know, 0 for 5 from the <laughs> field, turned the ball over, and had four personal fouls. Somehow, he almost fouled out while not scoring. I mean, it's like... Uh, a club trillion esque number there. Um, so yeah, I mean, Fats Russell is the, in my opinion, the best transfer at all of college basketball this year. What are you talking I love about? Fats Russell. I that's, think that's he's excellent. Most... I love him. No, I mean, no. you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The oh, best yeah. transfer it's... in all of college basketball. On that note, you yes. take Maryland. We're going on to the next game. <laughs> wait, wait. It, it's supposed yeah. to be my gimmick that I like guys who are gunners who have no efficiency, who are not real good basketball players, but are fun to watch. Uh, not you, gimmick, okay? That's is gonna embarrass Storm. He's gonna embarrass him, and there's nothing Virginia Tech can do. About well, it, so give me Maryland. You know, this is day. a tasty ACC Big Ten challenge because uh, it I, is. You know, Penn State might not be a nuke, but it might be a bomb. Just uh, giving six points to this <laughs> horrendous, embarrassing Miami team, which even Taylor at this point cannot defend. They are just a mess. A mess. <laughs> they are a mess. I, I sound like I'm at the podium above the uh, the 2016 uh, Republican uh, debates. Yeah. Miami is a right, mess. Right. Anyway, I'm taking Penn State. They're going to win by double digits. Uh, let's not spend too much time here, but you guys go ahead and give your picks. Mike, Penn you go State's first. an excellent. They're an excellent basketball team. They're, at they're home everything too. you thought that uh, Northwestern was uh, a couple of years ago. Three point shooting, slow, deliberate pace. I've always liked these Penn State teams. Seth Lundy is one of my favorite uh, Big Ten players. So, and in and Miles Dredd too. You throw Miles Dredd in there. So yeah, I mean Miami's terrible. So yeah, give me Penn State. They're my second favorite pick besides Clemson. Yeah, Miami. My <laughs> long pause. That's, that long pause is Taylor trying to convince himself. You can't Miami. help yourself. Before Taylor talks about the Miami Hurricanes, he has to think about his entire life. This is, this is a Dewey Cox flashing before your eyes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Miami. I they're terrible, but I believe in them. Let's go. Uh, they get to the line at a super high rate. Isaiah Wong. And I, you know, all the teams they've lost to have been pretty good. UCF is good. Alabama's very good. And Dayton, even that UCF, what? Yeah, UCF is a good no, team. They're not. Um, UCF yeah, is not good. I th- oh my! Goodness. We'll see. I think they're a good team. <laughs> you were you were reaching um, right now. You were stretching. Okay. Yeah, I'm reaching. Cameron Mcgusty. Let's MVP finish of this game. up uh, with uh, Carolina hosting Michigan. I'll let you all have the floor, and I'll have a, a couple last words, but. Um, 
two underwhelming teams uh, thus far. Underwhelming. Yeah, totally, totally underwhelming. I mean, North Carolina. I'm telling you, I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little. I'm a little worried. I told you. This this is easily the worst defensive team I I've seen. I've seen play all year. I maybe you know Notre Dame actually as I watch this Illinois game is a close <laughs> second. Um, but, but this this UNC defense is awful. Um, and I just don't know what they're going to do about it. Um, and I just, all I want to do is see, I just want more RJ Davis and then I think I'll be okay. More RJ Davis, more manic. That's all I need. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't think they have a shot in this game. I like Michigan big, um, just classic Michigan face stomp, unfortunately, but I think UNC gets it together for ACC play, but at least I hope, Oh Lord. Taylor, yeah, <laughs> Michigan, Michigan I mean, all day. <laughs> I mean, you talk about boat race teams. UNC is definitely that now, and they might—they do probably have worse defense than Syracuse, um, which is wild to me. A hundred to Colgate. A hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But all right, Taylor, you pick. They, I am going to take Michigan. They've had some weird games. I don't understand that game against Arizona, but I think this is a good game for them to get back on track. They're too good at defense, even even on the road and too much offense. Give me Michigan, even with giving four points, Michigan giving four. I'm going to go with Carolina. I can't believe this, but um, I'm just hoping that Dawson Garcia will hit another three, except uh, he only hits threes when he's going against me. I think in the Mm. Purdue game, Mm. it has been Mm -hmm. fine. Um, I I think Baycott needs to play Dickinson to uh, uh, something close to a draw. And if he does, I think they, uh, they're going to win the game. Uh, The home crowd and the three point shooting, Michigan has been a uh, also ugh, woof. They have not yeah. played a clean game yeah. this year. And um, looking at their resume, just last time out, struggling with what Tarleton? Who did they play last? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got right. drilled yeah, by Arizona. Uh, they were not impressive against Seton Hall. Seton Hall, you know. Yeah, see, maybe I'm getting. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm getting caught up in my disappointment. That UNC isn't going yeah, come to the on, Final join Four. Me. Just join, join where you're yeah, at. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I, I'll, I'll come join you. You know wonderful. what? UNC, baby. I almost lost the faith. Look at you. It's not even Sunday, and you're making me a believer. All right? I Put me on the board. Let's do Michigan all day. Last come on, but not or, least, no, UNC. Oh, I blew it at the end. Last but not <laughs> least, Georgia Tech and Passner at home against this Wisconsin team, who I think is universally despised. Can you find a Wisconsin oh. liker out there who you know, doesn't reside in Madison or isn't an alum? Gosh, oh, they're just no despicable. You can never pick them. You can never sleep But I, I'm going to pick them because uh, they're going to run riot over the wreck. <laughs> this is not even close. This line's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this line's absurd. Minus two? Uh, anyway. Georgia Tech, beat baby. Houston. Give me DeVoe. Okay. Too much respect for Georgia right. Tech. Too we'll much see you respect. next time. That's our ACC Big Ten Challenge preview. We are the ACC Basketball Degenerates. Please subscribe and tell everybody you know to subscribe. Peace. <laughs>